Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, hope you all have been enjoying the new year, uh, getting settled into 2022, and um, yeah, thank you guys for joining in. I'm uh, we're continuing this week with uh, our first five episodes of the year are going to be with my dad and his brothers, and so I have one of his brothers here in the studio with me today, uh, and I've been chopping it up with him a little bit. This is his first time at. Uh, me and Alexis's house, actually. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm excited to welcome him. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today, Uncle Jesse. Thank you, Josh. Man, I appreciate the opportunity to come back for my second time. And dude, this house is so nice. It's beautiful, <laughs> man. You're a baller, man. <laughs> well, it's all thanks to Alexis. She does all, she's 95% of the decorating. <laughs> if you look to your left here, this wall is basically the only thing I've done in the I house. I see it, man. I see it. <laughs> And she even helped me on that. So <laughs> she, uh, so these shelves here were not my idea. Those were hers. I was just going to hang these posters up on the wall, but she was, was like, no, you should put them on shelves. And I wasn't really sure about it, but... She's a loving wife, man, to let you put that Kobe picture up there. Yeah. Man. I've been trying for a while, man, but I'll just stick to the shoes. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> when, we, uh, when we were moving in here, actually... She had all these ideas about, oh, I want to have this kind of furniture and this stuff on the walls. And I was like, go for it, babe. You do whatever you want to do. Uh, but wh where's my spot? <laughs> and she said, what do you mean? I said, well, can is there anywhere that I can kind of, you know, do my own thing? And she said, well, what about the office next to your desk? Oh, and wow. I thought she meant I could decorate the office. <laughs> uh, but when we got here, she was like, that wall right there, that's your wall. You can do whatever you want. So that little eight by ten space right there, man. Yeah. It's 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 for the best. Yeah. She has the the eye for decorating and she does, man. Um but yeah, this is my wall and I'm proud of it. So it's really cool. Well, uh last week when I had my dad in, I explained to him that since, you know, he was a second time guest, uh, I wanted to do things a little bit differently. Not too different, but um, I'm for for you guys and at least this, these first five weeks, I'm not doing the the three questions right. uh, format. Uh, we will get back to that. I I actually have recorded recently with a guest that'll be on sometime in February, and we get back to the three questions. Okay. But so for our listeners there, that's not going away forever. But yeah. at least for today and the next few weeks, Uncle, I'm just doing uh, one question and. Yeah. It's really what this podcast is is all about, and that's why I wanted to keep this this question as at the heart of the podcast. So I'll go ahead and ask it, Uncle. What's going on at home? Yeah, well, thanks, Josh. Uh, man, it's uh, it's good to be able to sit with you and and talk about what's going on at at home uh, for me personally a lot. Uh, but I've been reflecting a little bit the last few weeks about previous year, uh, 2021, um, or 2020, yeah, 2021, we just completed a, uh, month long Christmas tour, man, it was a blast, but it was a lot. Uh, 
I don't know exactly how many shows we did in a certain amount of days, but it was a whirlwind, man. We were in different parts of uh, the U.S. Uh, a large percentage of it was in the West Coast. <clears throat> and so got home, spent spent Christmas, had my uh, mother and father-in-law from Kansas visiting, and uh, the kids obviously were on break for uh, two and a half, three weeks. And so it was a fun time. It was fun, but super busy. And now things are kind of uh, rolling back uh, like they were before Christmas. Kids are in school. And uh, matter of fact, the yesterday, which would have been the 11th of January, uh, Auntie and I, we celebrated 19 years. Wow. 19 years. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank you. We're going to continue to celebrate in the next few days. But uh, we got away for a little bit afternoon lunch and just talked about or at least tried to reflect on the 19 years and uh, couldn't really say a whole lot other than <laughs> thank the Lord, yeah. thank God. And I'm grateful for her, just her patience, her understanding, her, uh, she's so gracious. She's been so gracious and just a major blessing in my life. I mean, I sometimes I take it for granted that, you know, I go on the road and do what God has called me and the uncles to do and just pray and hope that everything stays together at home. Uh, when all the while it's really Jessica who's holding the fort down, yeah. man. So, uh, I'm blessed with an incredible wife. As far as my kids, <clears throat> man, this is a new stage in life for, for auntie and I, you know, we've been married for 19 years, but where we are right now with a son who's 17, junior in high school, a daughter who's uh, about to turn 15 in, uh, as a freshman, and then little Sammy, nine years old. It's a stage that we've never been to before. And, uh, you know, in years past, I thought, no, I pretty much know, you know, uh, my older brothers have kind of shed some light on the next stage, the next phase with kids. But man, I got to tell you, the more that I think I know, the more I realize I don't know hardly anything. I don't know much. And so every day is, uh, is an adventure with my kids. Uh, even in the challenges, um, I'm just learning to trust God and enjoy the ride of all of it, good and bad and hard, difficult, but, uh, we're still here, man. Yeah. Well, again, congrats on 19 years. Woo. I don't know. So we actually were planning on recording yesterday and <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I do know why. So yesterday was January 11th, and I knew mm -hmm. this is Uncle Jesse's mm. wedding anniversary. And the reason I know that is because I was in your wedding. Yep. And that's, for some reason, the date stuck in my head. Um, I, could, I couldn't tell you any of the other uncle's wedding <laughs> anniversaries, but I remember yours because yeah. I was a part of it. Um, I'd love to ask you, so our family now... The last like year and a half or so, we've had three weddings in our family. Mm -hmm. We're about to have another one with Caitlin in yep. March. Um, looking back on like 19 years ago, because I was a ring bearer in the wedding. Thank you for the yeah. honor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, like, has your perspective on like, what was like your perspective on like weddings and how, how involved were you in planning your own wedding? And then just seeing now your nieces and nephews getting yeah. married, do you think differently about weddings anymore? Or? Bro, it, it's crazy. Matter of fact, 
Weddings is a conversation that comes up quite a bit. Uh, a lot of people don't know that uh, Auntie Jessica, my wife, she is so gifted. She's so talented. She's a hairstylist by trade, but she does so many things. Um, I don't even know how to describe. Uh, she's so, she does crafts. She's an incredible decorator. Um, she just has an eye for certain things. As a matter of fact, we just did a concert, a Christmas concert in our hometown, Franklin, Tennessee. And this was kind of a, a historic church, the building. It was just real, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but they have a, an incredible modern PA sound system. But as far as lighting goes, they don't have much. Let me butt in. So there's uh, people have commented. There's a video on my, my Instagram page of my proposal to Alexis. Yeah. And Auntie Jessica did that. Mm -hmm. It was her and my sister-in-law, Amelia, and my mom. But sure. it was really Auntie Jessica's vision. Yeah. So I know... Auntie Jessica just has a vision or has an eye for um, decorating and, and aesthetics, I guess you could say. She definitely does, man. Matter of fact, any family events, if it requires, you know, a place to be decorated and set up, you know, uh, a certain way, you know, everybody knows to call Auntie Jessica. Anyways, this concert that we put on, there was not much lighting going on. So I just thought, man, let me run the idea by Auntie Jessica or Jessica and see what what she says. Well, man. She came up with this idea. I don't know if it was through Pinterest or she saw something online. She goes, why don't we just build those? I'm like, build them. We don't, we don't have time. And so she made several trips to Home Depot and got some LED lights. And she made these stands that it was beautiful. It was amazing, man. So we, we've captured a few uh, photos of it. And man, you would have thought, oh man, these guys put on a pretty nice show, yeah. man. Even down to the way it looks and pfft, all the credit goes to Auntie Jessica, man. So was she like that for your guys' wedding? Man, she was. She was pretty, uh, she was very open. Uh, she's detailed, but at the same time, she's laid back. And I uh, I like to say I'm laid back, but sometimes I can be stuck in my ways. I was pretty involved. I was involved with the kind of music. Uh, I don't know if it was a trend thing. She didn't walk down the, uh, to the traditional wedding song. She walked down to a soundtrack by Sade. Mm. Matter of fact, a producer friend of mine was able to uh, take out the vocal part of it and just the soundtrack. So that's what she she walked down to. I believe the song was called By My Side or By Your Side. Um, but yeah, she was involved with the, uh, the photos. We had a photographer. I mean, down to all the details. Mm -hmm. But she was pretty relaxed about it, man. But uh, weddings now, looking back at yours and Eli's and and Jackson's and now Caitlin, I'm like, wow, it's a it's a production. Yeah. I, I think uh, uh, there's more focus on venues than back when Auntie and I got married. It yeah. was just say, hey, let's just our local church, our pastor, and you know, hopefully we can get a decent price on a venue and and let's do it. And now, man, I'm. Whew, IG has changed the game. Yeah, man. I was going to say, I, I've, so I, last year, like my life was consumed with planning the wedding. Oh, gotcha. And I definitely think like social media and Instagram and just the internet has really changed it because 19 years ago when you and Auntie got married, yeah. it was really just about the people that came to the wedding. Totally. So you wanted it, to, obviously, you want your wedding to be beautiful and, yeah. and all this, but now, 
for my generation, it's not just the people that are there, but these pictures are <sighs> going on our, it's like our wedding pictures are what we post for like the next year. Sure. And so you want them to be beautiful and, and all yeah. this stuff. But at the same time, it's like, are we doing this for us? Or are we doing this for other people? Yeah. That That's what I, that was one of my struggles during the whole wedding planning process. And uh, Kate was actually here last weekend and I talked with her about that and I really encouraged her and Jervon um like your wedding is as long as you are happy with yeah. your wedding that's really all that matters and Man, Josh this is pretty cool that we're talking about it because I think you and Alexis after being married for a short while you can even reflect back and like man what would we have done differently not that you that you're gonna you're planning on going through that experience again but to encourage other people who are yeah. uh, in the same situation, getting ready to get married, people would ask us. I wouldn't prefer it either way because you really got to do what you feel like you need to do. But looking back 19 years ago, man, I would have loved to have been relieved of certain bills. I would have loved to have gotten a prior newer car. I would have loved to have been a little bit further ahead and planning for a house. Mm. But you know, yeah, I didn't know. I yeah. didn't know. I just thought, nah, man, I got to put on the best wedding possible. Mm -hmm. um, but if I could have done it all over again, and I think auntie Jessica would probably say the same thing, man, let's just have a party at a house and yeah. all the other extra expenditures we can just save and we can put it towards something else. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely times, I think it was probably me more than Alexis, mm. but I, there were times where I was like, man, why don't we just, you know, get married at the courthouse or whatever, and then have a big party with yep. family and close friends, and then do the rest of this, all this money that we're spending, uh -huh. we can put it towards something else. And, you know, I think that's a good option for people sure, if that's sure. what you want. Yeah. But what also I've learned is that, you know, your wedding day is important. And if it's, if it's really important for you or for your wife, then, you know, I think it's worth making it what you want it to be. Sure, sure. I think, um, you know, our wedding was the best day of my life. I think, yeah. I hope Alexis would say the same. <laughs> um, and it's a special memory that I'll always have. Yeah. And, you know, um, sure, there's other things that, you know, well, we could have paid this off or sure. we could have done, sure. saved up for this, but... Uh, you know, I think memories have value. Absolutely. And, and um, I have those memories now forever. So I'm thankful for my wedding. Yeah, Josh, I knew it was the best uh, day of your life because I'd never seen you dance like that, man. <laughs> you, you were cutting the rug, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good time. And <laughs> I'm excited. One thing about having weddings now, um, and weddings are becoming more normal for our family. Yeah. I love that. It's something that all of our family gets together for. Mm -hmm. And we all kind of let loose. It's a celebration, obviously. So I'm really looking forward to uh, Kate and Javon oh, yeah, to see everybody there. And It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm excited too. Matter of fact, uh, Mira and Sammy are both in the wedding. I mean, man, oh, I didn't know that. we're going on several months of them. Dad, dad, we're going to buy my dress. We're like, man, we're not even in season for that <laughs> dress yet. We're going to get it. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm excited to see everyone there. So, uh, I would like to talk. So, last uh, Friday we had a um, 
a celebration for Grandpa Moses. Yeah. Uh, celebrating his 82nd birthday. Mm. Um, the whole family was there, and it was just a really special time to to have a night that was focused on Grandpa Moses. And it's been really special these last few months yeah. having him here in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So I've seen him, you know, I don't see him every day, but I've seen it like if there's a family function now. Yeah. Oh, Grandpa's there. Mm-hmm. Grandpa and Grandma are there. And um, so it's been special just having him closer by. Yeah. But I wanted to talk with you just on your thoughts of the night and, you know, seeing your dad who's 82 mm. now you yeah. know he's he's physically mm-hmm. not as strong as yeah. as i've known him to be yeah um but we're still blessed to have him here like what was your focus for that night and now that ha- that you have time with grandpa more time than than you have in the past years yeah. how do you approach that what is what are you focusing on when you spend time with your dad now Man, Josh, I'll try not to get too emotional talking about Grandpa. Um, he's been here in Tennessee for uh, several months now. And that day, uh, last Friday, you know, most of my focus, along with the rest of the uncles and aunties, was just trying to put something of just quality you know, together to invite all of the friends and family and to have a good celebration for, for Grandpa. Um, and after I got through all of, you know, we did everything, we got everything, we were just ready. And when he walked into that clubhouse, man, I was just overwhelmed with just uh, thankfulness, you know, just starting to reflect on my childhood, him as a dad. And later on in, in, in the celebration, you know, we are given uh, each an opportunity for someone from each individual family to say something and to uh, honor him. And I got to speak and it was just for a few minutes. And uh, the gist of what I was trying to communicate was the word that comes to mind when I think of dad and grandpa is fight. He's a fighter. Uh, Some people know that his favorite sport was boxing. He loved Joe Frazier, George Foreman, Muhammad Ali. Matter of fact, he would preach often at our church and a lot of his analogies were of boxing, fighting. You can overcome, you know, you don't have to fear, you can be courageous. And so even in our childhood, every time we would kind of play with grandpa, you know how a lot of times dads and their sons would go out and play catch. Our thing in our family was boxing. He'd get close and say, all right, you got to infight, you got to get close, you got to get close because we're None of us are that tall. So he says, man, your reach is not too far. So you got to you gotta draw your opponent, opponent in close. And I'm thinking, man, can we play catch or do something else, go on a swing? But <laughs> that was just his thing was boxing, man. And so, uh, but that, that taught me a lot as a kid. I loved to get physical. Yeah. I didn't mind it. You know, competition, I felt like competition was always better when it got just a little bit more heated on the edge. And I learned a lot of lessons in that. Um, being a young dad myself, trying to challenge Boston on, hey man, you don't have to be afraid. You gotta have a, uh, you have to have a warrior, a fighter mentality. You know, they come at you, you come at them. You know, as best as you can. Yeah. But those were, those were the examples uh, that were given to me. So man, that was, 
pretty much um, what I would share with Boston or even even the girls was just that fighter, that yeah. fighter mentality, man. Yeah, I I love that you said that because it it brought me a memory. So, whatever Grandpa did with you and your brothers, mm-hmm. I think my dad tried to pass it on to <laughs> me and Eli. And I remember I was probably in first grade. And I think it was a birthday or Christmas, but I was given boxing gloves as a gift. And I remember my dad, you know, I, I wasn't worried about it. I was just, just happy that I had gloves, so I was just hitting things. And my dad tried to teach me, you know, how to throw a punch. And, uh-huh. and if, the, if they do this, he did the whole infight. You gotta, it turns out I ended up being 6'2", so <laughs> I don't fight that much. But my fight's a little different. My fight's a little different. But, um, you know, with young men in particular, I think there is a, you know, Sometimes, at least for me, because I'm a pretty timid guy. Yeah. You know, I'm not, uh, I, I'm fine with, I don't need the spotlight. And mm. um, I was not really, even though I was big, mm-hmm. I was a bigger kid growing up. I was never a bully yeah. or anything like that. And, um, but you know, my dad, it, he did, he emphasized the same thing that you talked sure. about with Boston's, you know, be strong, be yeah. a warrior, be mm-hmm. courageous. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think those are important things for, for you to teach young men. But at the same time, you know, the, I think that can manifest itself differently Absolutely. In, in men, mm-hmm. you know, just because we have different personalities. Mm-hmm. And so that was a big struggle for me, actually, growing yeah. up is because, you know, I had a lot of men in my life who mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say were warriors, yeah. my dad and, and my uncles. And uh, if I'm being honest, like, as a young kid, uh, I recognized it as a young kid that, you know, there was parts of them that I didn't really see in myself mm. because just of who I was, uh, my personality yeah. and, and all that. And, you know, as I've grown and matured as a young man, and I still am, you know, I've learned that I can, I still have that warrior aspect of me that my dad passed down to me. Sure. Um, but it might not be the same totally. in the same same way. Yeah. Do you ever see that with Boston or totally, uh, Josh? I see it not only in Boston and even in you know my girls, but I see it in myself. Yeah, and I think that's why we have to be well rounded and have a healthy understanding of knowing when. Um, you know, I, I I love sports. I feel like if I wasn't a musician, I would have done something that involved sports, either play it or. I don't know, be an analyst or a coach, something. But I remember Boston and I, there would be this major uh, divide in our understanding, in our thinking and processing of this whole warrior battle fight spirit. Mm-hmm. He would ask me, Dad, why are you why are you like this? Why are you so determined? I said, you know what, Boston? This is just me. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but perhaps there are times where I might enjoy losing more than winning. Hmm. Losing causes me to, let me figure this out. Let me figure it out. I might lose again tomorrow, but I'm going to figure it out. That was part of the drive. Winning didn't help me do that. But I started to understand that's not everyone's mentality. And just because that's mine, that doesn't necessarily make it right. Mm. Because Boston, man, he's an overcomer in different ways that I've never understood, never experienced. He's probably a lot like you. Mm -hmm. Real tenderhearted, 
knowing when to push, when to let go. And uh, you can both get to the same de destination and handling it differently. Yeah. That, <clears throat> that's so interesting to me when you talk about winning and losing. <laughs> you know, I uh, have you ever heard of Strengths Finder? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so Tom Tom Rath or uh, I think maybe I don't okay. know. I, yeah. I just remember I took a, it was like a I took it when I was probably in high school. It was for young adults, mm -hmm. and my number one strength, at least at that time, was it was called competitor. Okay, and competitor. One of the things is that about competitors is that they don't do things. Unless they think they can be the best at it. Oh. And so for me, if I don't think I can win, mm -hmm. then a lot of times, one of like the dark sides of that is that I just won't even try. Oh. I'm so scared of losing. I, wow. If I'm not going to win, then sure. I don't do it. Mm. And so um, <laughs> I, that's so interesting to me that, that I, I feel like you're on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Well, if I lose, I'm going to get better and yeah. uh, I'll figure out different ways. But sure. that's not how I'm wired at all. <laughs> it's if I'm not going to win, I'm not even going to yeah, try. Yeah, yeah. And which I, I, you know, I work on that. I wish I wasn't like that sometimes. Uh, but hey, it's all good, man. Yeah. Um, so with uh, Mira is a sophomore, a Mira, freshman. Mira is a freshman, yeah. Freshman and. Sammy's still in elementary school. She's still in elementary. Sammy is nine and she's in third, third grade. And uh, BG's a junior. BG's a junior, yeah. I would love to talk about all of your kids, but start starting with Boston. <sighs> so I remember my junior year of high school. That was a year where they start talking to you about college. Yeah. And they start talking just they start talking about life after graduating. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what Boston's plans are, yeah. but I do know that that was a very stressful year for me. Yeah, And it was kind of like, it was one of the years where I stopped feeling like a kid. Mm. I started feeling like I started having more responsibilities. You know, I yeah. was working a job then and I had people in my life asking me questions about my future mm -hmm. and I had no idea. Yeah. And, you know. I don't know where Boston is right now with mm -hmm. all of that, sure. but you know, as a young man, when you see Boston, I'm sure he's going through some of those things as well right now. Um, how is that from a fatherhood perspective for you? Man, Boston is going through all of it and some, all of it. I mean, Boston, most of his life, he was kind of an introvert, uh, just wanted to be left alone. And uh, in the last two years, he's blossomed has grown so much in a lot of ways I'm just overwhelmed by it I'm like man is this even good I mean every <clears throat> night he wants to be with his friends his mm. friends want to come over which I think is great uh, just because it's so new I'm like man how good can this be man what are they doing what are they talking about I'm thankful that they're in my house but yeah um, Boston he's gone through short seasons of man, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. I don't really care. I just want to play and have fun. Yeah. And then there's, you know, periods where he's just, he's nervous. He's scared. He's just full of fear. Like, yeah. man, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I, I see my older cousins are all starting to find their place, uh, work, great jobs. 
um, that fall in line with their degree or whatever they were going to school for. And so he's feeling that pressure. And uh, as a dad, I'm just trying to support him the best that I know how to uh, let off the gas pedal, so to speak, sometimes because I'm yeah. just, dude, you got to do this. You got to go, go call this place, see if you can get an interview and just on him all the time. And it's taking its toll on our, our relationship. Mm-hmm. I can definitely confess that. That's why I said earlier that, man, when you feel like you know, you realize you don't know much. Yeah. Even though I'm in my late 40s, I've never been uh, at this stage of having you know, a son who's in almost done with high school. And yet he's doesn't seem close to a decision yet. But we're just praying through, trying to have grace and trying to uh, walk closely with him through through this season and and trust God because that's all that's all I know to do. Yeah. When I think about PG and you know Haley and uh, Steele and River and, uh-huh. and all of them who are in high school now, I think about myself back at that age. And one thing that I think is different is me being so. My older cousins were Kate and Callie mm-hmm. and. Uh, Callie's basically my age and Caitlin was two years older than me. Yeah. So we were all kind of in the same uh, seasons of life at the same time, but we didn't have, you know, older cousins who were Mm -hmm. getting married or getting Mm -hmm. jobs and stuff. And, you know, Boston does have that. Mm -hmm. And I often think, you know, that's great that BG has uh, older cousins to kind of, to to look at their path. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think about when I was his age, you know, there was no really like pressure for me as mm. far as like going to college or yep. what kind of job are you going to work or when are you going to get married? Because I was kind of the first one sure. with, with Kate and Cal sure. and Jack. And I hope that for my younger cousins, I hope that in some way they have the same freedom that I did mm. to make their own path and yeah. find their own way because that's what I had. I didn't have anyone like, well, so-and-so did this, so you should do that, Josh, yeah, or, yeah. Um, which there's strengths and, or there's pros and cons to that. But yeah. I think I enjoyed that, that mm. part of it. So I was able to make my own decisions and, um, live with the consequences. Yeah. And yeah. I hope Boston and, and Mira and Sammy, they can get that as well. Dude, Josh, thanks for saying that, man. And I know my kids, they look up to their older cousins. I'll, I won't forget the probably the happiest day, that, at least recently, that I can remember Boston having was the day that he bought his own car, mm. his own money that he uh, saved up from traveling with, uh, with uncles and I for about a year and a half, two years. He saved up enough money and bought his own car. And I remember... Uh, driving home in his car he goes man dad is this like uh, when Josh bought his Durango <laughs> I'm like do you remember that he goes yeah that, that, that's the first car so man you've definitely made an impression <laughs> on buying your own car that is a big wow. big deal I mean obviously that's the talk now with Mira J that I mean she's a year year and a half away from even being able to drive but it's all about dad I gotta save up I gotta save up to buy that buy the car yeah. You were the first one that started this whole thing, man, with your Durango, man. Well, basically any car they can buy is probably nicer than that Durango. <laughs> and here's the truth. So the Durango, I actually, my parents 
gifted that to me. Mm. I didn't even pay for but I didn't even buy that car. My mm-hmm. the first car I ever bought was I don't know if you remember my Impala that I had. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I bought that one. Okay. I was probably that was right before I went to Lee. Wow. So I spent about a year saving up. But the yeah. Durango, that Boston's already ahead of me because <laughs> my parents gifted me the Durango. It was okay. a great car, but yeah. I was glad to get rid of it. But <laughs> it was done. Oh, man. Nah, but man, you and you and Eli, I remember even um, the impact that when you guys started your landscape, or you, you started the landscaping business. Just that working mentality at the age that you were at man that has saved jessica and i so much you just think okay you grow up and things just naturally happen you you just understand oh it's time to uh find a job Mm -hmm. you can't just play in the neighborhood with the kids anymore you're just of age you just take it for granted that Mm -hmm. kids will just know well at least for my kids the example and the bar has been set from you and eli and caitlin and Callie and Jackson and Dylan just working, working, man. And uh, man, I'm grateful as a parent, man, for that. Thank you, Uncle. I think, you know, the way I learned how to work was from my dad and (laughs) and my my uncles and my mom as as well. And you know, I look back at when I when I first started mowing lawns. uh, I think I was 15. I didn't even have a driver's license yet, so. I didn't have a car, so I was pushing my lawnmower around yeah. the, the neighborhood. But, and I think about that and and what it's turned into now for Eli. Yeah. Um, but I I don't really remember there ever being a time where, you know, my dad was like, "You need to do this. Mm. You need to mow lawns." I just learned it from watching mm. him and his brothers. Mm. And as I get older now, and you know, I've spent the past two years now working kind of in a corporate yeah, job. Yeah. And seeing how that life is, mm-hmm. uh, it's nothing like what my dad and his mm-hmm. brothers do. Mm-hmm. And it, it's weird to me. Or I don't know if weird is the right word, but it was a unique experience growing up having a dad who was kind of his own boss with yeah. his brothers. And you guys really, from a business standpoint, have have made you've made your own path. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys have had help along the way from, yeah. from different mentors and, and, and partners. But, you know, you guys don't work in corporate America. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you guys don't have a boss, really. It's, yeah. it's, you guys are your own boss. Um, and I think that has impacted, it definitely impacted me. And I think it impacts all of the cousins mm-hmm. seeing that, you know, we, were, we had food on the table and yeah. roofs over our heads because of... Um, something that our dads Mm. built themselves and i know the beginning of the year is uh kind of a it's a point where you and the uncles kind of it's like a reset like okay where's what are the plans this year yeah um but you guys have been doing it so long it probably doesn't even feel like anything (laughs) new to you like when you think about your guys's ministry obviously but it's also a business yeah um what are things that over the last 30 plus years that you've learned from building it from the ground up that you hope that, you know, boss and Mira and Sammy hope that you can pass those on to them? Yeah. Before I answer that, Josh, if I could just go back and just really tell you and uh, the rest of our uh, nieces and nephews how proud I am of 
the journey that you guys individually are taking with trying to uh, take care of your responsibilities, especially for those who are married, you know, young husbands and young wives coming up. Man, for me, I've, I was so blessed to have four older brothers and uh, very, very unique. Um, I wish you guys could experience it, but God's got your own uh, journey mapped out. But man, I had these four guys who I leaned on heavily. Mm. I mean, we were hungry together. We were poor together. Mm -hmm. We were uh, just trying to figure it out together. We had some success together. Everything was together the way we thought was together, you know, just so just to see you guys now on your your journey um, as close as you guys are as relatives, man, everyone's trying to, you know, follow in the footsteps that God has for them mm -hmm. as individuals. And it just makes me proud as an uncle and as a dad to Boston and Mira and, and Sam. Thanks. But to answer your question, as what was it again as far as the 30 years? Just <clears throat> things that you've learned uh, building that a business and, and maintaining it and seeing it thrive. What are some things that you hope to pass on to your kids that you've learned from that? I would have to say without putting a whole lot of thought into it, but just reflecting on the, uh, the years that us brothers have been together, I would just say better together, mm. together. Um, we try to encourage each other to be strong individually and um, nurture those giftings individually. But man, we've been in this business as long as we have because of our unity and our, and our desire to do it together. Mm. I mean, the last three days... We've been in the office, all five of us, brainstorming um, and enjoying it, trying to figure it out. Yeah. And uh, different ideas coming from different ones of us. But when you put them all together, it's like, wow, we came up with this idea. Yeah, I didn't get that. Um, I didn't get my way in that idea or oh, someone else. But man, when it all fits like a puzzle, it's it's sweet, man. And we get to celebrate the success is together. Yeah. I, uh, so most people would say it's not smart to mix family <laughs> and business. Yeah. And, you know, I got a little taste of that with Eli because mm. there was a point where him and I were running the lawn, the landscaping business together mm -hmm. and it was hard. Definitely. It was hard on our relationship because, yeah. you know, just different things. And, uh, that was probably a year and a half, two years of it. Mm -hmm. And when I finally was like, all right, I'm done doing this. Yeah. I was, our relationship, it helped our relationship a lot. Then mm. we stopped working together. Wow. And I think about you and your brothers mm -hmm. for 30 something years now yeah. have been working together. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's been, you know, rifts and, oh, and fights and, sure. and stuff. Uh, how have you guys managed to, to do all of that, but also keep your families together. Yeah, I think uh, compromise is a big one. Uh, I'll try to use some real basic general examples. Like uh, in our ministry, we all have our individual roles. But something like, what are we going to wear? Mm. All my brothers are well-dressed guys. I mean, they their ideas behind fashion and and putting certain things together, it's it's all the same. 
but because we all agreed that, man, Jesse might, not that I know better, but you know what? He seems to have a passion for this. Let's just hand that over. Mm. I mean, to me, that's pretty huge for John and James and, and uh, your dad and Uncle Yeti just to turn that over to me. There's no long dialogue or meeting about what we're going to wear. They just trust me. And uh, hopefully after 32 years, hopefully I'm hitting the mark. I don't know. But <laughs> if I'm not, you know, I'm not getting thrashed by the rest yeah. of the the uncles or, or, you know, my brothers. But they just trust. And so that's just one example of a lot. We learn to compromise and let things go. We know when to push. We know when to back off. All for the betterment of the common goal. So, so when you've been doing something as long as you guys have been doing it, I'm sure there's a struggle and to come up with new ideas mm -hmm. and <clears throat> excuse me this year you guys are doing something new uh with the land cruise yeah uh and <laughs> alexis has been asking me questions about it yeah uh because you know people every when i say people people in the family like my dad and uncles have been saying yeah make sure you have these dates blocked <laughs> off and uh but she's been asking me, like, what is it? What mm -hmm. are you guys doing? I'd love for you, because yeah. I'm hoping that there's some listeners who are planning on coming yep. that I'd love to get to meet and uh, talk to them and spend time with them. Uh, can you explain kind of just what the vision behind it is and yeah. what the plan is? The Nashville reunion. For the last uh, 13 years, we've been doing this cruise, right? Uh, everybody knows what a cruise is, and it would be like a four or five day cruise and uh, just because of where we're at in our society with uh, you know different mandates and all of that we just felt like this was another option that we can accommodate the same kind of feel and uh, and so we know a few of our friends who are artists in different ministries that do these land cruises and it's basically on land and, and in, in this case it would be in Nashville. Nashville is a it's a hot town. I don't know if it still is, but for the last five years, I think it's been the in the top three yeah. uh, states or cities to visit. And so there is an attraction about Nashville. And uh, so as a family, as a ministry, as a business, June 16th, 17th, and the 18th, we're going to host as many cousins who want to come and maybe they'll consider it like a vacation thing. And so we're just planning these three days out. Um, it's going to be music we're gonna have some guests um just some really interesting events pickleball is a big part of our family we're gonna time have a time of that time of devotion probably visit downtown which if you've never been to nashville man it's it's something you've visited new york well downtown is is our new york yeah. nashville style well, I'm excited for it, and I will be there for sure. Oh, I'll yes, you'll be working for sure, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm excited for whatever my role is, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Um, we have a little time left, and so uh, I figured I'll, I'll finish it with, I'll finish our, our episode with something a little fun. Um, the NFL playoffs are starting this weekend, though, cool. I want to hear uh, your predictions as to who's your uh, who you think's gonna win the Super Bowl, yeah, and maybe uh, uh, what's the word a uh, a bold prediction for for the playoffs. All right, Josh, I'm sitting here, and Josh he he knows uh, Josh 
Jackson, uh, Zion, I'm going to name them all. Uncle Joe, I mean, your dad, John and James, you guys are diehard Steeler fans. <laughs> and you guys got in by the skin of your teeth. I can't believe you guys got in, man. Anyways, uh, Uncle Yeti's a Raiders fan, and I'm a Rams fan. We all got in. We all got in, man. We all got in. Now, my predictions, man, I was pretty disappointed with that loss to the 49ers, Uh my my Rams. I think I'm leaning towards the old man, Tom Brady, man. Uh I think he's going to get the Bucs back in. Tom Brady, is that are the Bucks in the NFC? NFC, yeah. NFC. AFC. Any love for the hometown team, the Titans? <laughs> There's a lot of love. Yeah. There's a lot of love, but I'm just I'm hoping they can integrate uh Henry back yeah. in yeah. quickly. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's tough, man, just to come out of a injury like that and mm-hmm be expected to carry the load like he was before he went out. So, yeah. but that's who I'm rooting for. Yeah, definitely the Titans. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I uh I so the Titans, I grew up a Steeler fan, but I also was a Titans fan when I yeah. was younger. Uh a my bedroom when I was little, I, my dad eventually converted me, but I used to have like Titans decorations everywhere and mm-hmm. but, you know, so I, there's always been a place in my heart for the Titans. Never made it to Super Bowl in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, so obviously have never won one. This year, you know, they have a shot. They're the number one team in the AFC. I wouldn't bet on them winning oh, the Super know. Bowl just because yeah. I've never seen it happen. But it would mean a lot to this city and community Dude, if it, the Titans could win a Super Bowl. <laughs> it would be amazing. I can't imagine. I remember, Josh, I think you used to have a pair of uh, gloves from Javon Curse. Right? Oh, I still have them, Uncle. Well, check this out, the freak. Several, several of the uncles and you as well, uh, members at this gym, you know, our local gym, the Planet Fitness. Well, he works out over there. Oh, wow. And he normally goes a certain time of the day. And it's just weird to walk in there and see him. And, you know, he'll he'll look at me and say, hi, hey, what's up, Katina? And I just refer to him as a freak. Uh-huh. Hey, what's up, freak? And, you know, I'm like, people hear me call this dude just a freak? <laughs> but he still is, man. Yeah. The dude is massive and he's ripped up, man. Yeah. But, inspiring seeing him in there man that, that's a nickname that if you're not a titans fan i guess you probably you might not know that but yeah i think just having a local team that's good it mm-hmm. can change the the vibe of the city when <sighs> when the, when the titans are winning yeah and even like i don't know if you remember a few years back the predators uh-huh. made it to the stanley cup mm-hmm. and our family we're not a hockey family <laughs> at all we don't do any but i remember i was excited just totally, that man. it's a nashville team that you know they've got a chance. They didn't win it all, but yeah. it, the the energy was high. So I hope that for the city, the Titans can make a run. Yeah, and man, for any listeners who, you know, I was talking a little bit earlier about this Land Cruise, this Nashville reunion. Man, when we speak of Nashville, if you've never been to Nashville, you've got to experience it. I mean, people that visit us from uh, out of state, they're always saying, "Man, there's just this love, this hospitality hospitality the sincerity that they just you know when you're at a restaurant over here and you hear the waitress call you sugar plum or sweet (laughs) darling you know you're like are they hitting on me nah man it's just it's just how they roll here in tennessee man and it's awesome yeah it's a special place it is good place to grow up and uh yeah it's a place i'm proud to say i'm from yeah so hopefully we'll see a lot of you guys here hey josh i know we're short of time but you 
we got to have some kind of discussion of purple and gold, man. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, we're halfway through the season officially. Yeah. We're 21 and 20. Uh-huh. We got 41 games left. I think we're the seventh seed in the Western Conference right now. Yeah. Uh, what do you see? Like, what do we need to do to... We're not contenders <laughs> right now. Let, let's be honest. What needs to happen for us to be contenders? Well, man, check this out, Josh. I know your dad talked about it last week. You know, uh, all of us brothers and our kids are on this thread, you know, and it's mainly centered around sports and our love for our individual NFL teams, but we all share the, uh, the the common basketball team, which is the Lakers. And I think I'm a little bit more optimistic, you know, uh, as far as my views and the end of this season with the Lakers. But, man, I think the Lakers are an organization that when they talk about change, they're the kind of organization that can do them. You know, the trade deadline is coming up. Russell Westbrook is it seems to be just a bad fit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a bad fit. It is a bad fit. But man, LeBron is playing at a, cr- a crazy level. Yeah, It's crazy uh, the level that he's playing at. But man, I'm just hoping that when AD comes back, I do think in the last 10 to 15 games, they figured out another way to play without AD. When AD does come back, I think when they go to the small lineup, it's not just to, you know, pass on the time that AD's on the bench, but they can actually be effective. I think they did figure that out. Yeah, well, so they've Vogel has basically taken Dwight and DeAndre out of the rotation yeah. unless there's a certain matchup that we get. Yeah. So LeBron has basically been, basically been playing center for us since yeah. AD's been out. AD will be back one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that we figured out the, the minutes without AD on the floor. Uh, I'll ask you this about Anthony Davis because I think he's he's the key for this team yeah. to be to take us to the contending level. Mm-hmm. LeBron's playing as good as he's ever played right now, yeah. and it's still not enough for us to be beating you know the top teams in the in the NBA. Yeah. AD definitely has the skill set to, to be that. I don't know if we're going to see that version of him this year, but. Moving forward, even you know, one day, believe it or not, LeBron will will retire, <laughs> and I think that the Lakers' vision for the future, hopefully, is Anthony Davis being the face of the franchise. Yeah. Do you think he's the answer for that, or do you think eventually we're going to have to go out and you know trade for another star? Or I mean, I don't know. The last time we drafted, I guess it was Kobe that we drafted. Yeah, and- man. To be honest, Josh, as far as AD, my answer would be I don't know. Yeah. But man, I sure am glad that I I root for a team that has a a front office, the organization like the Lakers. Because yeah. if it doesn't work, I trust that they'll they'll get they'll put something together that does work. Yeah. They always have. Yeah. They're they're that they're that savvy in their dealings, and you know. Rob Palinka, if it's not him, it's someone else. Genie Bus management. I mean, they're they're a top notch organization, and uh, they'll make it work. Cause man, when you look at what's available, their assets, it's not a whole lot. I yeah. mean, they don't, but yet somehow they make it. They make it work. Yeah. And I remember we're talking about Anthony Davis, thinking, man, what is it going to cost to get this guy? And, and all these players. Mm-hmm. Well, now that it's happened, we got a ring out of it. And now they're struggling, and now. It's, we're back to those same thoughts. 
man, how are we going to get out of this? But somehow I think yeah. they the, can do it. The Lakers are definitely a, a swing for the fences organization. Sure. <laughs> I thought that with the Russell Westbrook edition this year, I – you know, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah. There were some guys in our family that, oh, yeah. Russell, I'm so happy. But, um, you know, just to get a guy like Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. to have the, um, what's the word, the ambition for sure. Palinka. Yeah. I mean, he's swinging for the fences. And yeah. it hasn't looked that like that great of a move. But, you yeah. know, there's still half a season left to go. So who knows what will happen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, maybe after this season, we, we'll meet up again, Uncle, and we'll talk about what we could have done better. <laughs> and that's one thing is that the conversation never stops in never. our family. We're looking towards, oh, we need to add this guy for next year. Get rid of this guy. So uh, I love that about uh, being a Laker fan. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time, Uncle. Uh, I think my cousin Courtney's actually coming over for dinner tonight. So Dude, that's I awesome, got to go help my wife prepare for uh, dinner guests. And, uh, I want to thank you again for taking the time to sit down and talk and, uh, wish you a happy new year. And Mm. I know there's going to be great things for, for you and your family this year. Well, thanks Josh. Happy new year to you and Alexis and uh, man, God bless your home. And thanks for doing this. I know, uh, a lot of listeners have been encouraged through, uh, past podcasts and discussions that you've had and different uh, ones of your guests have shared a word of encouragement and so uh, this is vital and I know it's uh, it's being a blessing thank it's a you, blessing uncle. thank you uncle um, for those of you listening thank you for tuning in uh, we're gonna end the show same way we did last week with a, a track from West May music uh, you can go on YouTube nice and uh, just search West May music you'll find it um, but I hope you enjoy Thank you for listening. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. Meet me at the sunrise. Meet me right outside your window pane. Meet me in the backseat. Meet me in the blacked out pouring rain. Meet me at the sunrise. Meet me right outside your window pane. Meet me in the backseat. Meet me in the backseat Meet me in the backseat
that one.